Yo, what's up, motherfuckers? It's your Bin No Young Hills. Welcome to Take Me Back to the 90s podcast, episode 17. Uh, hope I find you all wherever you are on the beautiful planet. I enjoyed again with my nephew in Malaysia. Dylan, what's up? Hi, everybody. Um, it's great to be back. Um, looking forward to the conversations that we're going to have. We've got some pretty good conversations. A lot of is, a lot has been happening the, the last, you know, two, three weeks. Um, so we're going to get into it. So thank you for having me here. Yeah, yeah, I apologize from the last podcast. I had certain audio issues, but I've definitely fixed them on this, on today's podcast. So yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into Jeffrey Epstein. How would you say his name, man? Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. How would you say this nigga's name? Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, so yeah. if you guys don't know, Jeffrey Epstein, who died by an a, a parent, and I'm, I would, we have to say a parent suicide because, to be honest, I don't. Uh, it seems a bit finicky. Who, who, who died by an apparent suicide Saturday was helped was held without bail in a Manhattan jail on federal sex trafficking and conspiracy charges. Trump distanced himself from Epstein following his July 6th arrest, although past interviews and video footage suggest the men were friends. In the days before his death, he spent two hours with an unidentified young and pretty woman, um, a source told Forbes. Two prison staff members who've been guarding the unit where Epstein died by apparent suicide failed to check on him that night for about three hours. But because he was on suicide watch, they should have been doing that every single 30 minutes. So those two guards have been suspended. Um, and apparently the autopsy said he's got broken bones on his neck that, uh, that you know, uh, that happened with the neck. Like, you know, when somebody like... Um, kills himself like when they hang themselves but I don't know man like this story sounds very finicky Um, it sounds like it was a hit (laughs) what do you think you know what Um, just to add on the uh, the strangulation thing um, um, I did go through an article and obviously um, it's not confirmed yet but the autopsy indicated that um, the the injuries on his neck uh, Mm -hmm. They're more consistent with someone who's been um, strangled rather than... Um, Is it? Yes. Um, I mean, obviously, like I said, it's not confirmed. Um, mm. But said that it's more consistent with someone who's being strangled. So... Regardless, even if even if it's just speculation, like you said, it is a bit, you know, I'm a bit skeptical, not even a bit like it's it's, it's so obvious, you know, it's not even a conspiracy theory, to be very honest with you, because it's way too coincidental. Way you know, too, way too. Um, yeah. Did, did you read Trump's tweet about about Epstein that apparently the Clintons had something to do with it? So you read this tweet. Yeah. Um, you see, the thing is with the Clintons, this is this is um, this is something that I've always sort of addressed when people are talking about, you know, politics and, you know, the presidential campaign in 2016. And people were championing uh, Hillary and Bill Clinton saying, oh, you know, this is this is the group that we want. And I'm like, Rah, do you guys actually know these people? Do you know how they <laughs> You know, because, like, one thing that's not addressed, you know, and, of course, people will say, oh, well, it's just conspiracy theories. But mm. a lot of people died during that 2016 presidential election. There were people who were going to out uh, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton um, 
on certain things that they did that were illegal and pretty much, you know, could have put them in, like, if they were regular people, would have sent them to jail for 25, 30 years. A lot of people, but it never gained coverage. You know what I mean? So... I would not be I would not be surprised if you know the Clintons once again piled up on the But but don't you think Trump is trying to distance himself by then throwing mud on the Clintons and and their relationship with with, with Jeffrey Epstein? Well to to be honest with you you know what I feel like and people might think oh rah how can you say that but I think people exaggerate you know you know uh how Trump is you know people make him seem like he's this you know dude who but the D- Dylan He's the president of the United States. You can't be you can't be tweeting conspiracy theories that w- were made by some comedian. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> some know. Republican comedian and then you're like, "Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's got half a million followers. So yeah, he's respected in the Republican community. So yeah, that's what he said. I'm just, you know, I'm just reiterating what he said. But you you it's come on, really? Come on. Come on, Trump. Like, really? Nah, I I can't I like it to be very honest with you because He's saying what most people are not most people, but what a lot of people are thinking about behind closed doors. Yeah, you might say, "Wow, well, he's a president. It's not very presidential." Look, I think we're in this era where we're past diplomacy and you know being politically correct. Say what, what's on, what? Say what's on your mind. I can respect that. It might be some crazy shit, no lie, but it's like raw. Like I can respect that. Um, but I, I, I take it with a pinch of salt because of his relationship w- with Mr. Epstein. That's 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 the thing. If they didn't have a relationship, then I, I would be like, okay, yeah, raw, okay, no, so he's. Okay, but well, the thing is, Uncle Hillary, uh, one thing we also need to take into account is that the media has, you know, sort of, not sort of, but they've convoluted the kind of relationship that they've had. They did have a friendship, no doubt. We've seen the pictures, the videos, but Mm -hmm. they lost contact in 07. It's been over a decade. They're more recent. how How do we know that? How do we know that? Well, how do we know they don't have conversations on the phone? How do we know that they have meetings? Okay, yeah, obviously we don't know that. We can just speculate. But why focus on someone who was last seen having a public relationship in 07? That's number one. Number two, the Clintons, uh, Prince Andrew, and all these other individuals like, uh, what's his name? Um, um, the, the producer, the, 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 the director, I forgot his name. Um, they were seen more recently with, with Jeffrey Epstein. The Clintons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, why are you focusing on someone who was last publicly seen with them in 07, 06, where Bill Clinton, Hillary, uh, Prince Andrew were seen with them as early as, what, 2013, 14? Okay, can I ask you a question, right? Let's mm. go along with, let's, let's, let's detain this conspiracy just for a second. Mm. Why would the Clintons benefit by assassinating Jeffrey Epstein in uh, jail? Who was going to go down for all these sex trafficking and conspiracy charges? Wh- why? Why would they? Well, what, what did they have to gain from it? Hillary's not running for 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 for, for presidency, like. Uh, okay, Uncle Hillary, you know, obviously, and I know we're trying to stray away from uh, the conspiracy theories, but um, there's that talk where that amongst the elite, there are a lot of these, and I'm not going to say the Illuminati, but there are a lot of these behind closed door secret societies that engage in heinous things, whether it's a uh, uh, pedophilia. 
you know, uh, bestiality, these weird rituals. A lot of the elites, a lot of them. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he he was he he was weird when you when you look into it. He was fucking weird. It's quite weird. So mm-hmm. look at it. I mean, when you look at it in hindsight, Jeffrey Epstein was basically like um, sort of like uh, the MC. He controlled the narrative um, in in these rituals. Like he would get the girls or the the little children, and then you know all the all all the Clintons or the Prince Andrews of the world would do would just fly over to his little island. And engage in these things, so they had a lot to lose. Is there proof that the the Prince Andrew and the Clintons have been to that island? Like, is there concrete proof? Um, the the concrete proof, yes. Well, not to that island, but um, they they've definitely they definitely there's definite proof that they uh, traveled a lot with them. Cause uh, cause cause Trump said, yo, find out if the Clintons have been to his island, then you know they've done it. Like, uh, what? why would you say something like that? Because if somebody has visited the island, suddenly now they, they're the ones who who committed, you know, murder. But, I, I don't understand why, would, why he would say that, to be honest. Um, well, to be honest, it's not far-fetched because it's like that island... Because do you know what? Actually, I, I forgot to mention it. Uh, mm. I took into that island, Uncle Hillary, and um, yeah. it had sort of like, it was very, it was quite creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, it had, the island was designed in a way where that, okay, so it had like a, like a little house, right? Mm-hmm. And then it had an underground tunnel system beneath it. So, okay. yeah, so... Yeah, we could argue and say, well, you know, just because they visited, they might have visited the island, then by virtue they committed those, you know, uh, crimes. Okay, do, do you know the timeline where when the Clintons were, were visiting this island? I, like, I'm interested to know. It was after he, because remember, and this is another thing that we also need to take into account. Mm-hmm. Epstein, this is not the first time Epstein was uh, um, taken into, into, into custody. Yeah, Epstein yeah. Was taken into custody in 08. Trump cut his connection with them in 07. That's number one. The Clinton, after even after, even after the the, the conviction, uh, the conviction in 08, they were still seen with him, including Prince Andrew. So even even after or before or during when Hillary was run, running for president for presidency, you think they they still had that relationship? Well, that I am not going to lie. I do not know. I, I genuinely do. Okay, okay, okay. Even if they had, why, why are all these stories coming out now? Why were they not coming out when Hillary was running for for the presidency? But that's my other question. Okay, so okay, uh, let, let me let me uh, elaborate on this. So mm. they are um, okay. So you've watched obviously what what do you call it? A uh, scandal. Yeah. So you know the concept of a fixer. Mm-hmm. So they're two brothers, two Greek American brothers. They're called the. I don't know if you know them. Mm-hmm. So the Podestas were basically a fixer for the elite. Not just the, a fixer, but they would uh, get uh, the fixers stuff like, for example, if they were into pedophilia or, you know, any kind of weird sexual acts, they were sort of the go-to guy. So the Podestas had a lot of... And this is another thing that we need to... Uh, that most people probably don't know. The, one of the Podesta brothers was actually an advisor to Obama during his administration. So the, so the Podesta, um, they pretty much had a lot of their fingers in the media. Because when you look at the, uh, the 2016 uh, campaign between Trump and Hillary, the narrative 
was way more toward Hillary. It was completely biased. There was not a, a there wasn't a single balance, a single balance to say, okay, we're not going to pretend because one thing people need to take into account, a lot of people do not like Hillary. They never liked her. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But the way they made it seem in uh, during that uh, campaign, they made it seem like she was an angel. So there was not a balance because normally, if you look at any- there, th- there were a lot of stories that 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 that, that, that you know ca- came out up for Hillary. You know, whole, the whole email saga, the whole what was it? What is it? The yeah. Libya? What is it? Um, what was Libya it? Libya. Yeah. Yeah, Benghazi, all that. So, I mean, people, I think she didn't win because of a lot of those things that, that stuck to her, no? Yeah, there's that as well. But in terms of her personal scandals, they were never covered because that would have that would have sort of tripled the whole outcome. So can I can I can I ask you a question which is kind of different? Do you think like the the Clintons have um They've got this reputation, which you, I, I believe you're right. They've got this reputation that they were like hit, like uh, Bill was one of the best presidents, especially from minority. Like people look up, people put Barack and Bill in the same category. Do you agree? Yes or no? That's disgusting, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. I, I definitely see it because black people, we look at Bill, we like, we love Bill Clinton. Like we love him. Um... I, I do think the narrative has steered towards people seeing him for what he really was. I don't think the love is there okay, as much. Which, as which people are you, are you saying they don't, they don't see? Black people. I'm, I'm talking about minority. I'm talking about black people. You still think they don't, yes. they don't fuck with him like that? Honestly speaking, I don't think so. Really, a lot of people know, have. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know. When <laughs> Hillary's campaign, every single time Bill would come and speak at at at, at her rallies, black people would be like, "Yeah, Bill, we are." Most people, if you would ask them, they're probably only voting for Hillary because that that was Bill Clinton's husband. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I don't think I'm not saying on people who still you know love with mm. or whatever it is but i don't yeah. think it's as, as it was in the early 2000s or the late 90s it's definitely what do you what do you, what, what do you what do you think has changed that well obviously people have seen obviously um the fact that obviously you you remember uh his rape cases um the the monica Lewinsky thing the the, ah, the, the monica the, the, Lewinsky thing black people don't care about let's keep it a bug bro yeah, black people don't main, care about like that's no, no, no. for them. I'm it's just, almost kind of like a, a badge of honor. Like yo, yeah, yo, your president was was crazy, yo. Like damn, you know what I mean? Like I'm just telling you <laughs> a things, but the main thing <laughs> people have sort of you know become skeptical towards them was the you know the three strikes you out uh, bill, because obviously that that bill, Uncle Larry, it caused a complete paradigm shift in the black community because a lot. Because there was a statistic, I can't remember what number, but it was more than 50, where it said that that bill uh, attributed to, you know, most of the black men that were incarcerated ever since that bill, the three strikes you out uh, rule. So, Do you think that affected Hillary? Can I ask you a question? Yes, of course, because obviously it's like, yeah, you might have been the first lady, but you definitely had a hand in that. Because it's not no, like do you Hillary- think that it affected people not voting Hillary Clinton? 
okay, this is what I think affected um, uh, Hillary from, from, from not garnering a lot of support from black people. Number one, there was that video, uh, or not video, but there was that press conference in the late 90s where she referred to black men as super predators. So already, by virtue, that is a bit iffy for a lot of people, especially for black men. She called them super predators. That's number one. I, I hear what you're saying, and a lot of that, a lot of people have, have heard, but a lot of people just forget about that. If you've seen, like, if you see how people, um, like, how when she did the whole black press run and she went to Breakfast Club and people, like, she wasn't held accountable for a lot of that. Like, it was like, exactly. oh, yeah, you got, you got, you got, you got, you got, you, you, you got chili in your bag, whatever, whatever that line was, the whole Beyonce line. Like, people were, were more like, oh, yo, Hillary's she dope, she down to, uh, you know, she's she, she's one of us type of thing, and people for kind of forgot about all of that. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying, Uncle Ilya, you know, when the media, when when someone controls the narrative of the media, it may appear as if people genuinely fuck with you, because obviously, like you said, in a lot of these, you know, uh, uh, press runs that she did in the black community. There was not. There was nothing that would actually. This is one thing that. This is why I said she controlled the narrative. I know for a fact Hillary was controlling the narrative in the media, because they were. Do you know they did an analysis that said that uh, for certain news channels, they were, or not word word verbatim, but they were saying literally the same line. Each like different news channels that are liberal, <laughs> like they were saying the. Like they were saying the same lines, whether it was about Trump or whatever it is, they were literally repeating. So people were like, you know what, someone's con- controlling the narrative here. But uh, my point is, uh, there was a black woman actually, and I, I, I really, I, 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 I was really amazed, or not amazed, but I was happy that there was someone who sort of just you know confronted her. But Hillary was in, I, don't, I can't remember where she was, but she was doing sort of like a, a, a little get together conference. And there was a black woman who came to her and she spoke about the things that we're talking about now. The mass incarceration that, you know, Bill and her, you know, attributed to uh, the super predator thing. All these various things that she has done towards the black community. And the media won't show you this, but they hushed her out. Hillary just, you know, smiled and this just pretended like, ah, yeah, I know it's all good. Okay. So yeah. let's talking about did, and I know mm. we, 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 we've moved from the Ape, uh, Jeffrey Ibsen thing, but I think this is a conversation that's interesting. Mm. So there, I looked up like the percentages, the ages that voted for Clinton. So let's mm. look at um, African-American in the 2016 election, mm. uh, the, the, that the votes by age, Clinton and Trump, African-American men. Is it men? No, this is African-Americans. 18 to 29, 83% voted for Clinton. 30 to 44, 87% voted for Clinton. 45 to 64, 90% voted for Clinton. Um, so what you're saying, mm. like the, 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 these stats don't seem to agree with that. And I agree. Like I agree. I feel like there were certain people, whatever, but I feel like a lot of black America is just numb to a lot of these bullshit. 
And I see it with the with, with Kamala Harris and people still want to start want to support her. I see it with a lot of like this presidential race. I see it with even with the topic we're about to get into, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is still number one in, in the Democratic race. You know what I mean? That's come out. Irrespective yeah. of all the shit that's happened. So I, mm. I know exactly what you're saying. And I feel like people who are really like, you know, who are woke, you know, would be like, yeah, move away. But the 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 general people that are really not into politics like that it, it skips over a lot of people let's like let's let's keep it a buck and and um, some of these stats kind of show that yeah which is no, a I, sad thing yeah no i mean like i uh, thank you for bringing up the mm. the, the statistics I, I don't know mm. why i didn't know about mm. that but mm. they are reflective that there's clearly there's a minority of people who know what's really going on under the surface. And like you said, then the majority are, are sheeps and mm-hmm. have that analytical perspective. For them, it's superficial handout of, ah, you know, I've got, you know, hot sauce in the bag. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shit I, like I, what I, Bernie Sanders did with Cardi B who garner yeah. more votes than people knowing, you know, what what is he gonna do when he comes president? Like shit like that. It's like, yo, why why do we why do we get fooled with smoke and mirrors so much? <laughs> like it's an, it's annoying. <laughs> see, that's a there's something that there's a segue I sort of want to bring into. Um, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know the show called uh, House of Cards, and mm. there was a moment, and there was so in House of Cards there was the Democratic Party and the Republican and the Independent. Yeah. And so they were trying, they were having a meeting with a lot of the, the black representatives in the various community. Mm-hmm. And obviously the typical Democrat did the whole superficial, you know, yeah, we're going to make change. No actual substance or policy before the just whole, oh yeah, we're going to bring change. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This and, and then uh, the Republican guy, he said, listen, you guys just... And he was very honest. And he sort of... Uh, the, I like the way he did it. I know, I know it's a TV show, but I like the way he did it. Mm-hmm. He was very... And he said, listen, you can vote for me because the reality is you've got nothing to lose. Number one, number one, you guys don't actually come forth and demand the policies that you want. You yeah, simply, 100%. 100%. Simply, what are you going to do? We don't actually come forth to say, listen, if you want our vote, we need you to, to implement XYZ policy. Mm-hmm. So he was like, listen, I'm going to, as a Republican, I keep it a buck. You can vote for the Democrat who will lie to you and just give you superficial uh, lines, or you can vote for me. Because the Republican, the thing about the Republicans, you know, overall, they just want to make uh, America a, a, a better place in a sort of like a realistic, conservative kind of way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and it's it kind of like, it hit the core for me because I was like, rah, but you know, that's true. Black people don't actually come forth to say, listen, we want a policy. We want systematic mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. They just around superficial words. They, just, they, they, they honestly, they, mm. they just give their votes and they, without getting anything in return. Exactly. And, and I think we, as a people, you, you guys need to understand you have power in your vote. And if you were to be like, yo, Republican, Democrats, or any of these candidates, what are you going to bring to the table? Then we will... And, and people like like Diddy's, the Jay-Z should be doing this shit. Because those people 
people listen to those people and they, they should be the ones having these conversations with these with these uh leaders from both sides of of of, of, of the line to be like yo we this is these we, we we have issues with police brutality with social injustice what are you motherfuckers gonna bring to the table and if and if you if if, if your policies you know you know are dear to what we want listen my people our people we we gonna vote for you but can I play a bit of devil's advocate in, in yeah. what you said? Um, there's an actual danger with us expecting or looking towards to black entertainer to represent us. Have you noticed that we are essentially the only people who have our entertainers as our representative? You never see it in the Jewish community. You never see it in the yeah, Irish. Right, right. That is very dangerous. But I think they they they're the only people that can actually people can actually can actually follow and 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 yo if they say something look at how um uh, Diddy's and everyone all these black rappers and entertainers Oprah how they were like supporting Obama and how they were making shit move for Obama yeah yeah I understand that but no one else outside of the entertainment sphere. People, black people wouldn't listen to them. And I know how black people are. We, 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 we love celebrity. I'm saying that's the danger. If it was the Umar Johnson, you know, who was kind of... No one would give a shit about, about him because he's not a, he's not a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> you know saying. You know what I mean? Dangerous. Mm. It, it is dangerous. I, I, I agree with you. It is dangerous. You know, so I think we need to sort of starting... We need to start, you know, reevaluating who we... Um, expect or look up to to be our representative. Because Martin, Lu- Martin Luther or Malcolm X, they were not celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we're in this era of celebrity and, you know, yeah, it's fucked up. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Very dangerous. Because when you look at the, in terms of from a results perspective, has our, has our life overall in the last decade or so, has it improved? As our black as black entertainers being our representative, it hasn't nah. actually regressed. Nah. No. Exactly. So we need to stop doing that. We are literally like the only community that has our black in- and and I get what you're saying that you know they do have influence and and, and so forth, but it's very dangerous because people yeah. end up voting with their emotions rather than their head, and that's the, yeah, the most dangerous thing to make decisions based on emotions. Emotions can change. Yeah. So. Anyway, since when we're on this political debate, let's let's move on to some other motherfucker that you mm. know I, I saw a different light of, to, to to this to this man. Mm. So Joe Biden generated a new mini scandal last week um, as a former vice president made an unfortunate unfortunate slip up during an Iowa speech, speaking on equality and the notion that somehow if you're poor. You cannot do it. Biden stated that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Before quickly adding wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids after a brief pause. It was the sort of mistake that would have made a ripple in the pre-Twitter era. You know, Biden's deputy campaign manager, Kate Bedingfield, said the candidate misspoke and immediately corrected himself during a refrain he often uses to make the point that all children deserve a fair shot and children born into lower income 
low-income circumstances are just as smart as those born into wealthy parents. In the context of Biden's gaffle-riddled campaign, however, his latest commentary on race was viewed by many as part of an unfortunate pattern. The former vice president has already come under fire for highlighting his work with segregationists, among other insensitive remarks. What do you feel about the remark that Joe Biden made? The remark that Joe Biden made, it's, for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a reflection of the true nature of the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party... Yeah, okay, hold on. Do you, do you think it reflects Democratic Party? Yes. yes. Let, me, let me elaborate okay. why. For me, uh, the Democratic... And a lot of people would think, rah, how can you say that? For me, yeah. the Democratic Party is the most racist party. It's more racist than the Republican Party. Because you know why? The Democratic Party, in regard to the black community, they see us as, okay, these guys are dumb. We can feed them superficial aspects of change, and we can get their vote. We don't have to feed them any promises or any policy. We just have to do, like, you see all these little things, the Cardi B, like, honestly, Cardi B, (laughs) number one, all these little things, the Cardi Bs, the whole, I've got hostages in my bag, they are basically saying, we are dumb. We don't even have to try that hard. This is why all these people, the Kamala Harris, you know, the Joe Biden, they do all these, you know, hip black things. Because they and, don't- and, and, and let's talk about uh, the whole Bernie Sanders thing, because I, I saw um, a Fox News poll that says Elizabeth Warren now is now in front of Bernie Sanders in, 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 in primary voters. So I don't think the whole Cardi B shit worked. I feel like there's a certain group of people, white America, they were like, ah, nah, fam, we're cool. <laughs> exactly. yeah. So the point I'm making, the most racist people are the ones that treat you like you're stupid based on the action. <laughs> and, 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 let, let's not, no, and let's not get it twisted. Both parties are racist, essentially. Uh-huh. Yeah. But... I can, I can, if I had to choose, I would rather go with the Republican because with the Republican, they keep it a buck. They'll say, yo, dog, like, I don't like you. I don't like your people. Like, they, you know where you stand with them. Because, like, like, we've always been saying, rather the devil you know than the devil you don't know. Yeah. So, the, for me, the Democratic Party is, is actually, for me, it's more racist than, and you know what, and this draws to what, uh, uh, Malcolm actually said, Malcolm addresses him, you know, Malcolm was ahead of his time. He said, Malcolm actually said, the liberal uh, American is more racist than the conservative. He said this. because really? Yeah, you can Google it. He said this. In fact, it's a, there's a video. He, he actually said that the liberal is, is the most racist American because the liberal will, will be very condescending and will sort of do all these, like I said, these all hip black things and sort of try and control the narrative just so, you know whereas with at least with the with the conservative or the the, the republican uh you know side of things yeah they're racist but they keep it back like yo we do not like you or we don't really fuck with you so when you have to pick a side they're both fucked up but if it was one of those you know the lesser of two evils rather i would honestly personally speaking i'd rather go with the republican because you know where you stand with them the, Democrat, the Democratic Party has been in power for a while now. What change have they implemented besides LGBT whatever stuff? <laughs> no, really. They've, they, have, they have focused more on, on, 
on LGBT stuff and and immigrants that they actually have focused on 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 Black Americans. That is very strange for me. You know what I mean? But yeah. The, the problem I have with Joe Biden's and 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 I know people say he tried to correct himself. I he didn't. He showed himself. You know, he he's saying that poor kids have the potential to be just as smart as white kids. Not only did he associate our race with social economic level, but white kids are smarter. Mm. Last time I checked, we we're on the ones shooting up schools, churches, movies, festivals, like fam, like that's the underlying racist tones exactly. that white people have. And it's it's everywhere. Mm. And I see it everywhere. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. For me, I'm, I wasn't particularly surprised when he made that because I've always said this. For me, the Democratic Party is the most racist because they will play all the nice tunes. They will do the whole politically correct, you know, feed you the whole I'm hip, I, I'm into black culture just to get your vote because they view you as incompetent, as inferior. And all they need to do is pander to you. Those are the most racist people ever. And for me, like I said, what Biden said was a reflection of the Democrat. That, that's literally how they think. But is it though? Is it a reflection? I don't. Th- I don't think that's unfair. I think that's unfair to be honest. Not only in the, okay, maybe not to the entire <laughs> like like an entire plethora of all Democrat. No, <laughs> but the 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 elites, the top ones, whether it's the the under the Hillary Clintons, the uh, what's his name. Uh, the Beto, Beto or Rock, whatever his name is, all these different individuals. For me, that's what it is. So I wasn't particularly surprised. I won't lie to you. I'll be lying to you if I said I was surprised. No. And one thing I, I need to point out as well, a lot of people when you actually are, because I've had conversations with people where I ask them, why, why do you want Joe Biden to be the president? And a I lot don't of, understand why people want him to be president. Like Exactly. <laughs> And a lot of people get tongue-tied because they say superficial things. And I say, no, that's superficiality. I want tangible, realistic things why you want him as president. And do you know one thing I realized? It's not about him. It's an emotional attachment. He's a, re- he's a reminder of their, oh, yeah. their, their best friend, their, their king, their god. <laughs> their best friend. <laughs> Barack Obama. He, that, no, that's... <laughs> They feel like if we get him, if we get Joe Biden, he he's the closest thing that we can get can, to. Can I ask you a question? Who do you think is a better candidate, Joe Biden or or Elizabeth Warren? Because Elizabeth has been coming in March. She had eight percent of the four percent of the vote, and now she's got twenty percent. You know, from what the polls are saying. Honestly, um, I watched Elizabeth Warren's interview on the Breakfast Club, and I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, continue. Yeah. I I got a headache, honestly. Uh, it's I. She's like a um. She's like a boring version of Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, she's like a boring um, low stamina version of of Hillary Clinton. She said the way she the stuff that she says and the things that she claims she's going to do or has done. It's 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 sort of like you know what? It's sometimes I really wonder. If some of the things that they say before they go on interviews is scripted, because I've heard no, really, because the stuff that Elizabeth Warren has said, I was like, wow, I've heard this before from somebody. But why is she gaining traction then? Why real- is Bernie losing traction? If you if you look at the polls, if you look at the polls, 
Mm. They fluctuating a lot. It depends on what happened or what someone says in a particular. But Joe, Joe hasn't fluctuated. Joe and Kamala haven't fluctuated. But yeah, Kamala no. hasn't. Kamala hasn't done shit. No, uh, Kamala has has fluctuated. No, not to a high fluctuation. In, in March, in March 2019, she had eight percent of the vote, and from the latest Fox News poll, with uh, we don't know, but it, it's she's still at eight percent. Yeah. Um. If I had to choose to answer your question, yeah. Uh, you know that's the thing. They both. None, none of none of them are are, are are winning horses. You know what I mean? Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Trump is getting a second term. Let's keep it a fucking buck. You know what? And I'm I'm a bit hurt by. It. I'm a bit hurt because <laughs> the person who actually out of all of them, all of them are toilet, but the the one person who's actually making sense. Is Andrew Young, and um, I'm, I feel you and, you and Andrew Young. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, look, I'm not trying to like you know, but I've watched a lot of the things that he said, and yeah. out of all of them, Uncle Hillary, I will not lie to you. He's the first one I've looked at and said, "Rah, this is what I'm talking about: policies." Because what people genuinely want at the core are policies, not superficial. Uh, you know, we're gonna make change. We're gonna do this. We need to be more inclusive. Equality. They all throw around the same word: equality. We need change. Multi this. Ah, uh, this. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Andrew actually gets into the system and says, "Okay, this is our situation. If we introduce X Y Z policy, it will change X Y Z." And then there's another policy. Then there's another policy. So with Andrew, I'm not saying what he's saying is uh, is perfect or it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But mm-hmm. in comparison to his, uh, you know, his, um, you know, his rivals, the the Kamalas, the Cory Bookers, all these individuals, he's the only one who's making sense. So, like you said, at the end of the day. Trump is going to win by a landslide because there's no one who's actually garnered consistent support. That's just the honest truth. They all sound the same. They all have baggage in the closet. So, yeah, it, it, it's fucked, honestly. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Right now, he's apparently he's got three percent of the vote. So, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, that's that's what I'm saying. It's unfortunate, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's move on from politics, um, and it is something that I I, I kind of was very heated about. Um, and uh, yeah, this week, this past week, the NFL named Jay Z, aka Sean Carter. And his entertainment rep company, Rock Nation, to enhance the NFL's live game experiences and to amplify the league's social justice efforts. Jay Z also will contribute to and supervise Super Bowl halftime acts. Is Jay Z a hustler or a sellout? He's a hustler. Um, and for me, honestly, I'm surprised why people haven't pre the game for what it is. You know, this is okay. Put aside, you know, all the things he said or done. Mm-hmm. Go back to the beginning. This is someone who shot his own brother. This is someone. <laughs> this is someone who sold crack to his own mother. Oh crack. He sold mother. He didn't even give it to her for free. He sold it to her. Imagine. So, do you honestly think that he's gonna give a fuck about any of y'all? He's playing chess. He's always been playing chess. 
So, and to be honest with you, um, from a philosophical uh, perspective, I, I sort of admire him because he's playing a Machiavellian game. The rule of to give in order for you to take. Jay-Z has been giving this narrative or this idea that he cares about the people. And, and, and that's and that's where I hate. And, uh, and that's the thing that's hard to swear. That's the saddest thing about the situation. Jay came in to benefit materially uh, and directly from everything Kaepernick risked, lost, and sacrificed. Cap lost so much and Jay just swooped in and put all Cap lost in his pocket. You know, without Cap... The NFL will never talk to anyone about social justice, including Jay-Z. Jay-Z is benefiting directly from Cap's sacrifice, you know. And Goodell, Roger Goodell is using this phrase, social justice, you know, until Cap takes a knee and forces the issue. Like, what is he going to do? Like, and that's my, also my other issues. Like, people think, oh, yeah, he's infiltrating the system. He's making changes in the system. He's going to be... A hyped hype man for the for the Super Halftime Show, like this is a PR stunt, a PR front, and I'm sure Jay Z knows this. And 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 black people, you niggas need to wake up and then just stop believing your your celebrities that they're leading you in the right direction. They won't do you wrong. He's looking out for his next generation. His next generation is looking out for Rock Nation. He's looking out for his sports management group because he's got people in the NFL and he's benefiting. On all different sides of, of, of the spectrum. So don't tell me about how he's going to make change in the system. He's going to be a, a DJ Khaled for the halftime show. There's no changes he can make in the NFL that, you know, or any social justice shit. NFL probably maybe cut him a check every single Super Bowl. Like, yo, go to, go to. Uh, Brooklyn and give some kids some, 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 some football jerseys and some balls and that's it. <laughs> You see, this is and what you just said goes back to um, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. We are the only group of people who look up to our celebrities mm-hmm. as as our leaders. Well, the only one you don't see it in the Irish community, Italian, mm-hmm. Jewish, mm-hmm. Asian. I've never seen it. I've never seen uh, um, people looking up to um, you know any. Pff, any Jewish celebrity and saying, ah, oh, you are a representative. It never happened. We are literally the only ones. And in the end, what happens? We get disappointed. We get shocked. Whether it's with Jay-Z, whether it's with Kanye. Why are you looking up to celebrities? I know. I know. So Blindly at that. Blindly. Blind. Like, you know what? They, they haven't had a conversation with you, the people. Like, yo, I'm getting into this situation. This is what I'm going to do. No. Nigga didn't even console Kaepernick. He just did it on his own. He's looking out for his, for his own interests. Let's not believe that he's, oh, yeah, he, yo, he wants to change it. Like, come on, man. He's not, he's not no Rosa Parks. Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, I have to give I have to give Jay Z a bit of props because the game that he's been playing for the last decade or so, it's it's a, it's ahead of people's time. Mm-hmm. Playing a very long haul game, it's very oh, yeah. strategic. It's very strategic and it's very clever. You don't see it. You probably won't see it until it it comes out into fruition. You genuinely because. A lot of people remember with the 21 Savage, you know, he got a lawyer, you know, and people are like, oh, he cares for the people, you know, and, and then Daisy would, you know, throw 
those lines are uh the Super Bowl line in in Ape Street where he's like ah. Uh, um, where he's like, ah, oh, I don't, um, you, you, uh, I don't need you, you need me. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> people fell for them. They're like, oh yeah, Jay-Z and Beyonce, they care about social injustice. They, they don't care about you. One thing that people need to understand and Jay-Z, and the thing is Jay-Z hasn't necessarily lied entirely. He's told you in his music, I'm a selfish motherfucker. I care for numero uno. Me and my family. Even, even Kanye said it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, so I don't know why people get surprised or, or even to the worst case scenario where they try and, you know, make it seem like they eat rice at his crib and like, oh, yeah, he's going to affect change. He's going to like dog. JV has been around for a long time. He's done virtually limited things to help the black community with all his millions, with all his resources. He's barely done enough to actually change things in the long term. So and even if he wanted to, he's not in a position. He's not an owner that could push regulation. Like like he's 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 not in a position to change anything. Let's keep it a bug. Like I don't know why people think that he's gonna change the NFL and their stance on kneeling or blackballing Kaepernick. No, he even said himself on the on the interviews like he was stuttering like, oh, let's move away from the kneeling thing. Let's like, come on, fam. Like he's not here for all that. He's not here to to get Cap a job. He doesn't give a shit about Kaepernick. He didn't even have a conversation with Mans. That that panel uh, interview was so awkward. <laughs> it was cringe. It, it was, was cringe. cringe and it Jay was, was cooning. Let's keep it a buck. Jay oh. was cooning for some bucks. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> I nearly, honestly, I nearly vomited, genuinely, because because he, he was asked a simple question. <laughs> would you kneel or would you stand? Uh-huh. And, then, uh, 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 and then he's like, oh, yeah, let's move away from that. I'm like, rah. Like, and he said, I'm not knocking anything he's doing, and I hope he's, he doesn't knock what I'm doing. Like, it's like, it's clearly he's saying, me and Cap are not on the same lane. He's doing his thing. I'm, I'm chasing the bag. Like, he said it. He fucking said it. He said, yo, knock, Kaepernick, I, ho- I hope you don't knock what I'm doing, you know, you know, because I'm doing my own different thing over here. So why is it like black people are like, ah, no, he's he's looking out for Cap. No, he said it. <laughs> he literally said it in that, in that press item like, yo, don't knock me. I'm doing my own thing, fam. I'm looking out for the Carter and, you know, my legacy and my family and, you know, my twins, you know. <laughs> and, but but another thing that I would like to say is that for me personally, I don't. I mean, I don't know why people are saying, "Oh, you should have involved Cap in the situation." But for me, Cap lost his power when he when he took that settlement. No, I, I agree. I I I I don't know why Kaepernick is like you took a, a settlement for a reason to shut up. Yeah, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. So like, lost a lot of power. So no, I, I I lost a lot of respect for Cap taking that check. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I just I I I I'm in my feels about it. It's like uh, you guys are in the same boat. You're taking checks from the NFL, the people that you're kind of like, yo, we don't need you. You know what I mean? Fuck you. That kind of thing. It's like so. Let's keep it a buck. And, and like happening, what 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 are what are you still fighting for? You took you you took a big set big settlement. What was that settlement for? They yeah. were they were agreeing that yo we were in the wrong, mm. you know we did blackball you. 
here's a settlement. Basically, shut up about it. You know what I mean? And the danger in what Cap did, it sets a precedent. Where oh, yeah, 100%. It sets a precedent to say, listen, anytime you niggas feel like you want to while out, we just settle. We know because... Yeah, we're going to give you a check. Exactly. <laughs> we're just going to give you a check because it's like if Cap can take a check, any nigga can take a check. Yeah, 100%. And it's, uh, it's, it's a bit sad, honestly, because ever since... I think the last black leader America, a proper one, ever had was, uh, um, what was his name? I forgot his name, the Black Panther dude who got killed by the cops. I forgot his name. I think he's probably the last, you know, potential real leader prior Malcolm and, you know, and, and, and uh, Martin Luther King. Ever since then, America has been in a standstill. Black America has been in a standstill. And, yeah. I, and I've got a problem with black America. You niggas don't hold each other accountable. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have been saying, yo, I'm not happy that he didn't have a conversation with Cap, whether I agree with it or not. But a lot of people would not have that conversation. A lot of people in entertainment would not have that conversation with Jay-Z. A lot of people will not call him out because of who he is, which is BS. We cannot grow as a people if we can't check each other out. Yeah. Like it's I I hate that I hate the dick eating that you niggas are doing. I love Jay Z as a musician. That doesn't take away anything from him. But it, the moves he's making, a lot of it are kind of like yo fam, you're a chameleon a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot and people are not checking him. His peers are not checking him. I've seen it with the Diddy situation and Laurie Harvey situation, which is kind of nasty. Mans were not checking Diddy like yo fam. Mm, yeah, it's kind of. Kind of weird, fam. Like, you know what I mean? Because of 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 their celebrity, and I think it's pathetic. It's it's sad, pathetic. As a people, we we cannot move forward. Um, yeah, I don't look up to these niggas, man. Yeah, no, that's what I said. I mean, it boils down to back to what I said. We are the only people who who look up to our entertainers as our political leaders, which is yeah. what what I mean. In conclusion, to this is for me. It, it's pretty much indicates that black people, and I'm sorry to say this, but it's a fact, black people are just politically retarded. Not stupid, mm-hmm. but you have no political awareness. And do you know how he's making white America look at us like, yo, look at these monkeys. Yeah. Look at them. They yeah. can't even agree. Look at the, the their leaders, Kaepernick and Jay-Z. They're not even there. Like, it's like, come on, fam. Why can't we unite as one as one people? Well, like, we, we look we look crazy, fam. They look at us like, look at these motherfuckers. They're taking checks. And last year, they were saying all this. We don't like, we, they, you, you almost canceled Travis Scott for performing a minute for, with SpongeBob at halftime show. But Jay-Z does a similar thing and takes checks and is now going to be a glorified Digital Caliph for the halftime show. You're like, oh, it's okay when he does it. It's like, you, you niggas are making us look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you see, the thing, the art of the art of war is to learn from your enemies. Mm. And one thing that I've noticed about white people, the Irish, the, the Irish, the Italians, the Jews, all these white Europeans, mm-hmm. they don't like each other. But when it comes to the political aspect and the betterment of the white race, Fam, they're together. <laughs> they, will come to, they can put aside, ah, you're Irish trash, you're this. They can they're they're one unit one force when it comes to real political and economic <laughs> stuff they will put aside that you know ah, i'm irish and i don't like italians 
They will put it aside and come with a unanimous decision for the betterment of the white race. But us black people, us black people, we cannot even... That's what you're saying. We look like we're crazy. We look like we are dumb. That's why I said, (laughs) as a people, we are are probably the most politically retarded people. Honestly. Nah, for real. We'd have this conversation. And I can't wait for somebody who can... Who can really break it down? Like I want Umar Johnson, Doctor Umar, to break this down, um, because I think somebody has to check him, and I don't think nobody has. From people, from sports media, to just entertainers, to like no one is like you know people were just dickeating like nah yeah he he must be he he must be trying to change things from inside. Yo, we can do do two different things at the same time. No, fam, we look crazy. Yeah, we, we 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 look like some slaves that sold out to the slave master. Exactly. <laughs> and now we we have our own slaves. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's essentially what it is, you know. Um, what it is for me, it's it's tokenism. Tokenism is it goes back to slavery, where you simply put a black face in a higher in a mm. high in a higher position, but you're still a slave. Doesn't oh yeah, 100%, 100%. Mean, things have changed. Yeah, and I'm sure Jay knows that. Jay can't be that stupid to think that he can actually implement change. Mm. You're not an owner. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all you have to do, all he's here to do is to, his Rock Nation artist, he's going to put them in the place of performing the Super Bowl and he's going to make change from both sides. He's smart. Yeah. He's a hustler, baby. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that in terms of in terms of from a philosophical perspective, I respect it because ultimately, like I said, he's looking after numero uno, his family name. And if he continues on this run, his family for the next three to four generations. They're good. They are good. They will never even have to work. I don't think they even need to go to school to be very honest with you. You know what I mean? They, they never, because they were just going to be getting money from all these different sources, whether it's from Rock Nation, Tidal, you know, their royalties, whatever it is. So mm. I respected the taking care of his family, which is what as mm. black people, you know, we should strive for to look after numero uno as a unit. And and, and generations and generations of wealth. That's, that's, you he's see, he's that's, creating generational wealth right now. Exactly. That's another thing. You see, that's another thing black people don't you know, obviously we can't get it. They don't it. peep. They don't care about it. <laughs> But I will just say this. Black people have an issue of just living in the now. They don't think about... One day at a time, crabs in the barrel mentality, each man for himself. Forget about the next generation, what we're setting them up for. You know what I mean? We're going to be... The same narrative we talk about as black black America talks about. It's like, okay, what are you changing? Mm. Like, do you have your own community? Why don't you buy Brooklyn? Why don't you start a bank? You know, like, open up. Why don't you start a fund, entertainers? Why don't you start a fund to fix all these social injustice issues? That's not the problem. Jay Z didn't have to partner with NFL to fix social injustice issues in America. He didn't. Uncle Elo, what you're saying? Do you know all these things that we've spoken about? all these institutions, mm. if they, for example, if let's say Diddy and Jay and even let's say Oprah, you know, the mm. biggest, but the most, yeah, yeah, they would open up a hospital, mm-hmm. a 
a black hospital, not any just mm. a black hospital, black bank, black mm. schools. Yeah, if they mm. were to open up at least those three institutions, I promise you, half of those things that happen in the black community would stop in a very short space of time. It won't even take decades. Because a lot, Uncle Lee, all these things, all these gang banging, these shootings, these uh, drug, you know, drug selling, whatever it is, where is it coming from? It's economic castration. Mm-hmm. 100%. Be, listen, people don't just wake up and decide, ah, rah, I want to be a drug dealer. People- Why do you think there was like the. the, the- 70s and 80s, the government put them there. Exactly. So we can numb your ass, that's what you can't do. <laughs> Exactly. So, so you become mentally enslaved. Exactly. And your generations and generations, you now have issues and daddy issues. Your dad wasn't there because he was a drug addict. Mm. Nigga, these motherfuckers are smart. <laughs> Peep the game. Exactly. So honestly, we need to build institutions. Stop. The, you know what? I think we are focusing too much on superficial uh, yeah. uh, change uh, police brutality. Listen, if we get these three institutions, Black school, black hospital, black bank. Half, more than half of the problems in the black community will cease in less than 10 years. Because a lot, a lot of these problems that come... So, for example, you know, and another thing about police brutality, and obviously we're not condoning what happened, but a lot of the things that happen with police brutality, it's simply lack of self-awareness. A lot of these guys who get shot or whatever it is, they get agitated with the police officer. And Therefore, you're going to trigger people because they don't want to hear the truth. <laughs> no. Uh, you are. You're going to trigger people for real. They need to hear this because as someone who has a high level of self-awareness of where they're at, you are in America, one of the most racist countries in the world. You are mm-hmm. black. You have to have a level of self-awareness. In you, ha- you know how to navigate the waters. You, exactly. we, we, we all know as black people in, in foreign lands, in, in, in Western culture, you get into a shop, you're a black man. They're already like, you're looking at you like, yo, you know how to navigate the waters of, of this, of, of, of racism. Exactly. So that, so a lot of these cases where, you know, black men or black women get shot or whatever it is, like I said, and I repeat I'm not saying it was right or justified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Situations could have been avoided. Had yeah. you had, we, had we need we need to teach our black men how to navigate these waters, how to navigate police when it exactly. stopped. Exactly. And and that's a discussion I've, ha- I've never had anyone talking about. Exactly. Why can't we have camps, summer camps? Yo, black men, go here and be black men and know this is what you're facing. You know what I mean? This word is not as is not is not as black and white and cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Like we we don't have these conversations. You know, black fathers have these conversations with your kids. Listen, you are a target of the police. If you are a black man in a Mercedes, drop you know convertible. You know what I mean? Like and know how to navigate it. Don't and you know like. Don't now try to act like you know. Show 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 your your manlyhoodness when the police stops you and and back talking and all. And I know there's going to be a group of like you know, but why why do we need to you know to 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 pander to to them or to you know downplay or or just you know because this is how it is. It's their country. They 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 control it, and we we have to be able to you know 
navigate. <laughs> play, play, play against the system. Exactly. Whether we, we, we want to admit it or not, you know what I mean. This is not your country. Africa is your that's your that's home. As much as you want to think that's home, it will never be home. It will never be home. And let's keep it a buck. And I'm sorry if for any American listeners, but it's it's just the reality of things. It is. It's uh, the freaking truth. So honestly, that's that's very much needed. So if if these individuals, these the Jay Zs, um, the Oprahs of the world, if they would open up those three significant institution in the black community for the black community a lot of more than half and i can promise you more than half the problem that they face will will cease in less than 10 years it won't even take 50 years or 100 years that's that's all that's because like and 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 to black americans i can give you example of 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 africans that whether it's africans that went through appetite apartheid or me, like my, my forefathers, my fathers who went through systematic racism in a system that, yo, you couldn't go in the same toilet as a white man or you couldn't go into town after 6 p.m. Or, but my fathers and, and my mothers navigated those waters. Then they, they, you know, South Africans navigated apartheid, you know, and they knew this is how it is. And I think you, you need to kind of like, okay, we know this is how it is. Let's navigate the waters like this instead of just, just like thinking, yeah, I, people, you know, this is my, this is my home and I'm respected like, like a white man is. That's not the case. You see, and to, for, for black Americans to get to that point, I think something that needs to be taught or not even taught, but I think self-teaching is, is, is critical in this case. They need to learn the art of political and military science. Mm-hmm. Study your enemy. Study how he thinks, how he moves, how he makes decisions. Mm-hmm. Because this is a war. And it, it, the war is not, nece- it, it's not necessary. It doesn't have to be actual, like, you know, physical. It's systematic. You don't mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. But you can feel it. You can feel like, hey, you know what? I feel there's a war against me. You feel it. You, you might not. No, 100%. 100%. But you feel that there's a war against you. So every black American, I think you need to take time to study political and military science. Study your enemy. Go back from the beginning. Understand why slavery started. Why colonization started. Why understand how they think, how they implement their decision. Understand... Uh, Co-Intel, Co-Intel Pro, you know, the FBI, CIA. Understand, understand it. Because once Bars. you understand it, you can now go back to the community, sit together and say, wow, okay, we understand what the situation is. We understand our enemy, how they move. We understand how white supremacy works in, in, in the American system. How do you combat it? Combating it is not going to, it does not involve protesting. Mm, no, it doesn't. There's a line, and I like that line. It applies to the situation that I'm referring to. Real G's move in silence like Mm -hmm. Lazar. 100%. Anyway, I continue. Yeah. I'm just going to finish off. People people who have the most power, you never see them. They do it. Mm -hmm. And black. Words. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to um, another person who. Okay, I think people are kind of holding her accountable for her. And Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, um, 
I don't even know where to begin with Nicki Minaj. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like it's a. I feel like she's a lost cause. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Like, ah, uh, uh, I feel like okay, Nicki Minaj. If you guys don't know, um, ha- uh, had uh, Joe Biden and uh, the crew from Joe Biden podcast on her Queen Radio on Apple Music this past week. And she started bringing up a lot of things that happened a couple years back. And I'm like, yo, why is Nicki Minaj bringing up all these things about motorsports, about all these accusations that, you know, Joe made about her, which I think some of them were true. Um, Why is she bringing it up now? And it's like, I feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's the last kicks of a dying horse type of thing. Like... Yeah, I don't have anything to say about Nicki Minaj. You, 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 what, what do you think about Nicki Minaj and, and the rant that she went on Queen Radio on? Um, honestly, just listening to her speak, it's, it's, it's quite painful. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like a chore, genuinely. Um, but like I said, for me, it's sad to look at because it's, 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 um, for me, it's a clear depiction of the rise and fall of someone a lot of people had respect for a lot of people who put her up there you know in terms of top rappers you know of all times or whatever it is um mm-hmm. and to see a plummet so bad it, it, it's it's sad like i've got secondhand embarrassment for her um i don't know why she feels like everyone is this whole chance mentality that everyone is against me everyone wants to push this narrative everyone you know like, come on, like, be self-aware. You, you're not making the best music. Your moves are kind of whack. You know, this whole Cardi B beef thing. Like, it's just, like, come on. Like, like hold yourself accountable. You know what I mean? And what Joe was saying about the whole motorsport thing, like, I don't think was something that she would be holding a grudge for. It was true. You know, Cardi wrote a verse. She heard it. She probably changed some things. And I don't know what, if she did, why there was any issue with that. Yeah, with Nikki, honestly, um, I don't see any possible comeback to this because, do you know, like, you know, there's a, there's a pattern for falling stars. <laughs> they go back, no, no, they, they really do. They go back to the things that they did or things that they went through. And you see it, like, for example, with Bow Wow. Whenever Bow Wow, let's say Ciara is doing good, Bow Wow will be like, oh, yeah, but I hit it first. And it's like, wow, like... Oh, yeah, no, she, she did this with the Safari thing and Meek Mill. Why are you talking about your exes, like, from two, three years ago? Like, I don't get it. When, when, when you guys broke up, you were quiet about it. And then, like, after, niggas have moved on, niggas are doing well, nigga, you know... You know, now you start bringing them back. Like Safari is engaged. Like, why are you not talking about man's now? When he was talking about you and, you know, he was addressing your relationship, you were quiet. And now you're suddenly like, okay, come on, Nikki. Yeah, so, and it's funny because she's only addressing people who are now doing better than she is. Because 100%, 100%. Better, you know, Safari's even doing better, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, they're in good spaces, and now you're trying to now to drag them. Actually, doing pretty well for himself, you know what I mean? Um, so she alleges that she's doing better than she's she's got a husband, but I don't believe she's actually doing better other than her getting married. And I feel like she's getting married to suppress a lot of feelings of her not being the queen of hip hop. Yes, I said it. 
<laughs> I said it. Uh, this whole I'm in love with my childhood bullshit. It's BS. It's yeah. BS. She's just trying to suppress emotions of, of realizing she's not at the top by having a husband and maybe having kids. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah. Number one, Nikki would not be getting married to this nigga. Really? Why, why do you think that? Like, nah, I, I don't believe. I don't believe this whole my childhood sweetheart. He's my lover. He's my whatever, whatever. I don't believe it. I just don't. I don't buy it. She's just using him to suppress a lot of emotions. Let's keep it a buck. I Number was... one, Nicki Minaj at her prime. Nah, never. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, look, I don't know Nicki Minaj personally, but just listen. I I've listened to Nicki since oh eight oh nine, and just observing how she's been. And a lot of people were tested to this, and I've seen it even with my own eye. But a lot of people have consistently said that she's an extremely obnoxious person. Like, oh, yeah, just a few. So, so yeah. people who are obnoxious like that, they're never going to really have longevity because it's like, listen, we've done music together, we got what we got. Like, I don't think there's anything left for me. There's, there's not, no, who wants to collaborate with Nicki Minaj? Really? Like who? Megan the Stallion. <laughs> well, Megan the Stallion for her is probably like, oh yeah, you know, I used she's to. getting her fans. Like, yeah, you know I mean, she's getting yeah. fans from her. She's growing her, you Actually, know. Exactly, and that's another thing. But I, I think it's also that aspect of ah, oh, you know, I used to idolize you when I was a kid, you know, kind of thing, you know, because as much as Nikki's whack now, I don't think Nikki gained anything by doing that record. I think Megan the Stallion fans are not even, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Gassed with Nikki Or like They're gonna be like Oh yeah now I need to listen to Nikki They're like nah We on the city girl You know Hot girl summer-ish Nikki Minaj You're washed now You know what I mean This is this is a young woman's game And to be honest uh, Yeah you're not a young woman anymore But But at the same In the same space though Megan Megan the Stallion You know I'm, I'm, I'm For me I'm seeing The same pattern That's happening to Nikki, she's gonna she's gonna be here for another year or two, but I don't see any longevity. That I've listened to her music and it's just like, oh, you know, like it's the same, it's the same content, and you know, all she does is, you know what, she should just she should have just done porn, honestly, like because it's oh like, my god, <laughs> you know, I'm so numb. Don't trigger the city girls now. Don't <laughs> trigger the city girls. <laughs> She's known more for her twerking and whatever. And, and like, you know, in the beginning when I saw her, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's got a nice body. She's, you know, she's fit and all that stuff. But, like, whenever I yeah. see her, like, I just grow. Like, I'm so numb to it. I, I don't even want to see her because it's like, dog, are you not tired? Like, like, damn, like, can you, like... But no, but don't you agree that she's got a movement, though? She does have a movement. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's got a movement, but, like, any... It's a nasty movement, but she's got a movement. Yeah, but that stuff doesn't have any longevity because... I, I agree with you. I agree with you as well. But let, 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 let them have their hot girl yeah, summer. Of course. Like, I'm not knocking <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking it. Enjoy no. yourself. You know, suck on cucumbers. Uh, like, enjoy it. Like, do okay, it. Okay, yeah. That type of behavior is just like fam. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> hey, do it. Enjoy it. But look, the reality is, most girls, as much as you want to act like, ah, oh, yeah, city girl summer, blah, blah, blah. People grow up. Uncle Hillary, like, you know, people, a lot of the people who 
fuck with Megan are in, are in college and you know they want to live this you know you know life. Yeah, you you can't make that music forever for sure. Yeah, yeah. So so that's why I'm saying when I look at Megan, I'm never really gonna look for her music because it's like, listen, you're catering to people who are living you know in a dream world for, for a year or two in college. When they're yeah. done college and adulthood comes in. You know, like they're not going to be listening to hot girls. They're, they're going to be cringing at that cucumber challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, Megan has no longevity. Give her, She's got at least another two. I'll give her a maximum three years, and then that's it. We're never going to hear from her again. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, on on the topic of hip hop, and we want to end with this topic. You brought up a topic earlier on 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 um on WhatsApp about you know is we had a conversation about the sound of hip hop and you know um, hip hop sampling and the microwave era we're in and do you do you guys think is hip hop a slowly dying genre because of this microwave streaming era we're in and like how every single week there's new music like compared to 10 15 years ago like you know there would be maybe you know every end of the month you know people bring out albums you know once a month you no know, like like you know, like people will bring out projects every year or whatever. But but now it's like, yo, music is like there's so much music that comes out so fast and we can't even consume it. And like, what detriment do you think it's gonna have on hip hop as a genre? Well, um, like I said, I described it as a micro era because we are just getting music and we eat 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 it, and we don't like we don't actually take time to assimilate the artist and say we listen we might listen to a good month or mm-hmm. weeks and then it's like okay i'm done i want the next thing you actually yeah. have taken the we, we don't sit on an album like for like a year like yo we used to sit on like get wish you died trying for like two years exactly. like now you listen to the album you move on exactly and for me that in terms of art that is not a very healthy way to just to digest art it's not it's not sustainable so i think you know the hip-hop it's obviously it's not dying but it's slowly i can feel it i, I can see it i can feel it um what's gonna come after that well i mean look look okay look what's happening now and it's a good thing i'm not saying it's a bad thing but a lot of people are now looking for other genres like let's take for example uh afro beats you know people are looking towards you know to the to the um the burner boy davidos you know a lot of people are collaborating with these artists because they realize that raw you know the hip-hop scene is kind of like it's it's popping obviously but it's like you know people are not really like you know into but i don't it. think afro beats will ever overtake hip-hop oh no, no it won't but people are now diverting they're now ex- they're now putting their energy into something else so afro beats yes you're right it won't like ever hip-hop is it's timeless but mm-hmm. people are gonna what i'm simply saying is that people are now essentially gonna dip their fingers in different parts so they put it in they put their time and energy it probably what afro beats and then they're obviously hip-hop and then yeah maybe those you know get into maybe what edm or i don't know um whatever genre you know um uh what do you call it neo soul you know all these different genres you know what i mean um 
so yeah, for me, I think it's a slowly dying genre. It, it won't die. That that's, that will never happen. But the way people are sort of looking for other things to listen to, it, for me, it's indicative of of what's what's going to happen. And and I think it's a lot of people might say that it's the it's the it's the fans' fault. But I think the artists need to take control of the narrative. No, it's 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 the it's, it's the environment of of a streaming era, and yeah. now people can easily release an album so easily. Like you know what I mean? Like everyone can now release an album. Yeah, yeah. And for me, my problem is that I think the artists need to slow it down. They need to control the narrative. You're an you're an artist, especially if you're an artist. Like- but I I don't think that will win because now we have a genre like t- trap music, like like I had conversation how with you like production wise and make how we make music is now faster you know now i don't have to go to a studio i can make it outside my bedroom i can connect with producers all over the world the whole little nas x thing you know he, he got a beat from some somewhere from 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 europe so we can now make music faster and hence put it out faster through avenues of youtube spotify apple music so i don't feel like you know artists if you try to do the whole let's slow down and let me put out an album every single two years, I don't know if you are gonna win in 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 this in this era of, well, of popcorn music and how we easily make music like very fast. And now we're even in an era you like you like these little kids are now making two minute songs. I don't know if you've noticed it. Yeah, it's noticed. now becoming becoming a thing like especially in trap and the littles are just making you know two minute songs and that's it. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I was referring more to people who cemented themselves a bit more. The Cole, okay. the Drake, the Kendrick, because they have a hardcore fan base. The Kanye, yeah. the J- for the li- for the little whatevers, um, mm-hmm. for them, I can understand why they have to release music every two, three months. I think for them, they need to, to do that to garner the traction that they want. But for people who cemented themselves in history, they will always have a fan base. Like they, oh, yeah. so, and pe- the people like the J. Coles, the, the 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 Kendricks, they don't really need to make put out music every single six months. Every year they can drop and they'll garner that attention. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think for the ones that have cemented themselves in history, they should control the narrative. They have to. But I feel like they sort of succumb to the you know to the pressure because I feel like they think ah oh, you know if I don't keep up with the speed you know. I might lose my fans. I doubt they will lose. Listen, they are people, diehard Cole fans, diehard Drake fans, you know, diehard Jay, Kanye. And the reason why I'm saying we need to slow it down, Uncle Ele, we need to look at it from a, from a human perspective. Because sometimes I feel like people look at artists as if they're not human. In, okay, let, let's, say, let's, say, like, let's say we apply what artists used to do back then, where they would release the project every two, three years. Mm-hmm. If you release a project every two, three years, you allow yourself to live and go through things like a normal human being. You allow yourself to travel, address some of your demons, you know, get into relationships, no, do different things. But if you're releasing music every six months, you, you, you don't really, you don't necessarily get the space or the time to actually live life and go through experiences that you can actually then share with your with your listeners but but this new generation of hip-hop especially the littles mm. their music is not about nothing you know i always talk to you about why do you listen 
in the future all the time. He doesn't say anything meaningful. Mm. So like they don't they don't want uh like deep meaningful life thought provoking music. They just want shit that they can hit in the car or in the club. And I think that's why I I, mm. I, I hope the real hip hop the and and that and I hope the real calls in the next generation. And I'm seeing them. I'm seeing the YBN Cordays. They I think they're still gonna be people keeping it real, but I feel like the real hip hop is slowly also dying and more we're now coming into the the trap era, the future era, you know, the Travis Scott era, which they make amazing music, but it's like what are you saying that's impactful and and, and thought provoking? Nothing. Okay, I think where we need to sort of draw a distinction. So they are the two thousand babies who were born in the twenty first century. Yeah. And people who were born in the twentieth century, which is nineties mm. and mm. yeah. There's obviously a clear line. I feel like for people who were born in the 20th century, we like a balance. From from what I've seen. Okay, okay, balance. Tell me, let's talk about the littles and the YBNs and the YBMs. Tell me, who are who are the calls of 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 this next generation? Who do you see as the core of this next generation? No one, really. There's zero. No one. That's so why. what balance are you on about? Oh, you niggas listen to Future, Little Uzi, Little Little no. Ningi, Little What, Little What. Nah. Who do, other than the YBNs and who, who am I talking Okay. Um, if they are, they're not as popular as, you know... Or as balanced as you as you think they are, I don't I honestly don't think I, don't, I actually don't see it. Let me let me land on my point. Okay, uh, so the kids who, for example, who were born in the two thousand, you're right. They don't give mm. a fuck about meaningful shit. They just want something that's hot, that's deep. I mean, something that's hot and that's just like bangs in the car or in the club. Uh-huh. But I feel like, and this is for my own observation, it, it might mm. it might be it's debatable. But I feel like people who were born in the 1980s and yeah, 70s as well, there's a bit more of a balance where it's like, yeah. Yeah, I but we, we didn't. I understand what you're saying. I, I understand. I'm an this kid. We yeah. are a dying generation. Yeah. I'm talking about the next generation. We're talking about hip-hop dying, right? Oh. We, the, the torch is already getting passed. Yeah. There's only five, ten years of this generation of the cause of the Kendricks to continue. Yeah. We have to pass the torch. Who the fuck are Colin Kendrick and Jay Z gonna pass the torch to? Uh, there's no one. Honestly speaking, there's really no one. Um, and not to get political. And if I'm wrong, listeners, let me know. Mm. I know of the YBNs and what's his name? I know one. What's his name? Um, I'm forgetting him. Uh, ah, West Coast rapper. Um, not any. Huh? I don't even huh? know. No, I mean, like, and that's another thing. So many of them just come out every week and it's just like, ah, oh, another one. You know what I mean? And it's just like, dog, like, ah, uh, I, I can't. I don't even know. The balance is is, 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 is going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be not not as fair as as the 90s, 80s kids generation was where yeah. we have niggas that just talk about nonsense, but then we also have niggas that talk about on the, on the real shit. You know what I mean? But this next generation, it's a whole lot of popcorn bullshit. Yeah, it is, it, a lot of the music that's made, it's, it's they're, th- they're throwaways. They're things that you hide to for a couple of weeks and then you move on, you know. So the stuff like that has no longevity. But but I think from, um, I mean, what, philosophical perspectives, I do think, because obviously at some point people get tired. 
because people get numb to a lot of things, you know what I mean? Especially when they get older. I do think perhaps as time goes on, we could potentially, potentially, but it's very strange, go back to, you know, meaningful shit. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, that'll, I, be, that'll, be, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, this little, this, these young OGs, these littles, I don't see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honestly, don't see it. Yeah, Any- but yeah, I think that's you know. But I, I do hope, I do, I do wish, and I do hope that the artists, like the the ones that have cemented themselves in history, I do hope that they try and slow it down a little because I, I don't honestly I'd rather wait two years to listen to a core album than to just hear these sort of like and, and they're dope I'm not saying they're whack um, mm-hmm. but it's like they throw away like I'll listen to it for a good week or two and then I'm over it I won't even remember the song like Core has done a lot of tracks with these you know the young thugs and, and they're cool like I've listened to them multiple times but they it's like Savage all them yeah but I forgot about them I didn't even know the names anymore like the names of the songs so it's like ugh you know Anyway, um, that's it for the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you got to this point, um, yeah, man. Uh, see you next week. Thank you, Dylan, for joining me. It's been a good conversation. As always. Yeah. Anyway, see you next time. Hope I find you all well wherever you are on this beautiful planet called Earth. See you next time. Bye. All right. Thank you very much, Dylan. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. That was a dope conversation.